yeah, that's the cool thing, bros. You really don't know. Like, everybody on the podcast is, is a little different. But yeah, we're live, man. Episode 25 of the Real Fit Podcast. Um, I'm here, as always, with Josh, my co-host. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Um, I'm real excited. Uh, we got a real special guest on the podcast today. Yeah. Uh, do you want to introduce yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, if you want to just introduce yourself real quick, bro, just yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself, like, just a little bit about yourself, man, and then we'll kind of just go from there, bro. So, uh, my name's Ezra Elliott. Um, I train at the MMA lab. I'm an amateur MMA fighter coming up, rising through the ranks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's basically how I came across you, bro, was I was telling you a little bit before we, uh, before we started the pod, but I saw you on Instagram, bro, just through some mutual friends, and I saw that you're coming up in the fight game, bro, and um, here local in Phoenix, and I know, I'm not really like, you know, I don't have any experience in fighting or anything like that, but I have a lot of respect for really just like the the mindset, the the just everything that goes into it, bro. Um, I've been I've been wanting to get into it a little bit, but that's why I'm I'm interested to hear about your journey, bro. I'm interested to hear like kind of what it's taught you and how it's like shaped who you are, bro. And how how old are you? Are you uh, 22? Okay, so yeah, we're the, we're the same age, bro. So yeah, man. Uh, like, so far, bro, I've really been trying to get on, like, younger younger guys, like, around our age and from all different walks of life, all, diff- all different paths, and just, like, share their story and learn from them. Give, gives mm-hmm. us the opportunity to learn, and hopefully anybody who's listening gives them opportunity to learn and gives you an opportunity to kind of just share who you are, bro. I know, like, you know, in the, from what I can see, like, you know, just, like, with UFC and all that kind of stuff, like, it's also, like, there's the fight a- fighting aspect of it, and there's also, like, the business as- aspect yeah. of it, so... You know, there's, like, the personal branding side of it, too. So, hopefully, this can, like, um, help you out a little bit, bro. Gives you some experience on, like, a podcast and yeah. just, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So, how long have you been, like, fighting, bro? How long have you been training for? So, I started wrestling when I was 10. So, I'm from Illinois. I grew up I grew up there, like, my whole life. I moved here uh, right when I turned 21. So, um, I grew up wrestling, like, from the time I was 10. Then... Uh, I didn't really take it too serious, you know, like, when I first started, I wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. I, I just, like, I'd go to local tournaments, I'd get beat by girls, I, like, I just was never good. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an athletic kid, but uh, uh, I had a wrestling coach move, like, a good wrestling coach move to our town. I'm from a really small town, there's, like, 4,000 people in my town. Just, there you go. Yeah. There you go, bro. So, there's, like, 4,000 people from where I'm from, just small, small town. In Illinois? Yeah, just small Midwestern towns where I'm from, and, uh... There was a guy named Logan Patton, really good, like, wrestling coach, came in, super passionate about wrestling, and we got there when I was, like, 13. From the time I was 13 till like, I graduated, I was just wrestling every day, like, just training twice a day, like, every day. Like. Damn, fully committed, huh? Yeah. That's so then, dope, bro. That's kind of how it started. I didn't really know if I wanted to fight or not, but it was always kind of like a, I was a fighting fan, like, watching UFC, Bellator, like, I liked watching fighting. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting out here because, so I used to watch, uh, the Timbo Sugar Show. Yeah. It's like yeah. Sean O'Malley's podcast. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so that's funny. That's yeah, how you, that's how yeah. you came out here. So I like, I was a fan of him and then he, he, uh, he trained at the MMA lab. So I kind of knew what the MMA lab was. Funny stories. Like I knew this guy who had coached me in wrestling, like in high school, not like he was one of my coaches, but like. Uh, there was like a big national team tournament. He was one of the coaches of the team, and uh, so like more kind of like a mutual friends kind of thing. And he moved out here to train at the lab full time. He started fighting, and uh, he kind of put me on, let me come out, stay with them. 
I liked it, and then I'm, I just saved up money for like a few months, and me and my girlfriend moved out here. That's fire, bro. Do you guys have like an apartment out here, or do you have family out here, or anything like that? Or uh, you just no moved family. out here solo, like by yourself? Yeah, that's yeah. fire, bro. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's super dope, bro. How was like the move out here, bro? Like, how was that? Um, I mean, originally it was like kind of weird because you know I only knew one person really when I moved out, so we didn't really know each other that good, like. We know of each other more than knew each other, but um, uh, I moved out here. Um, it was just me and my girlfriend. We had no job, nothing. I had I had 10k saved. I saved 10k. I worked this shitty, uh, like tree trimming job, just like out there in the trenches every day, freezing cold, just like for months on end, just Damn. to save up some money, like really quick to move. And then uh, when we got out here, like. I didn't know what I'd do. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to have money. I'm not, I don't want to blow through my money. My girlfriend, she didn't have a job, whatever. She's a personal trainer. And uh, uh, just things, honestly, have worked out for us, like, really good. Like, honestly, it's like, um, it's like God's just moved the pieces, like, perfectly for me. Like, I'm really in a good situation right now. I feel that, bro. I, like, I'm glad you said that, bro, because I've kind of experienced that a little bit in my own life. And I honestly just feel like whenever you're, like, committed to something, whatever it is, like, whether it's fighting or whether it's sports or whatever it is, bro, music, like, things just fall into place, bro. I've experienced that a little bit in my own life as far as, like, just starting this podcast, bro. Like, it wasn't even something I, I planned or anything like that. I just kind of, you know, decided to do it and, like, pieces just fa- start falling into place, bro. But, but yeah, bro, you've had a couple of fights. You've had a couple of amateur mm-hmm. fights. I, I saw you just had one, bro, but yeah. um, how was your first fight? Like, uh, where... How'd that go yeah. down, and, like, how, how was that, bro? Like, first full fight, I'm sure that was probably yeah. a pretty pretty wild experience. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, fighting, how I'd explain it, is uh, it's not really much different than competing. Like, I didn't play other sports. I didn't play football or anything growing up, but I'm sure you guys have felt, like, when you're getting ready for a game. Just the jitters or whatever, like, yeah. you feel that, whether it's anxiety or it's excitement, um, it's just competition feel, like, it doesn't feel much different than a wrestling match, but you know the consequences are bigger. Much bigger, yeah. You could get knocked out in front of all your friends and family. You could just get fucking KO'd and then be a meme or be a highlight for someone. So you, it's uh, a little more like the risk is just higher, but the reward's also higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I hear everybody say that, bro. All the fighters who I like listen to and... Um you know, listen to, like, their podcasts and stuff. Like, it's a high-risk, high-reward game, bro. Um, what, like, what made you want to start competing? Was there, like, a certain moment in time where you're like, all right, this is my time to start competing? Or was it just always something you wanted to do ever since you started? Or, um, like, what made you start, like, what made you want to, like, do that first fight? Yeah. So, um, I originally kind of start how I really even got here. It was, I had lived in Illinois, and, uh, I went so after after high school. So I wrestled all through high school. Um, I finished off my senior year. I just won a state title. Kind of, I feel like in wrestling, if you like in Illinois, if you won state, you wrestle in college. I almost feel like I just kind of went with the crowd. I went with the crowd, and I didn't feel that my heart was fully into even really going to college. Not the wrestling aspect, but more just college. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And I kind of got there, and I just really felt out of place. Like I just. I felt kind of like, like a misfit, or like the outcast of the group in a way. Like I'm not really big into partying or anything, and I just felt like 
I had the same experience in college, yeah. bro. What college did you go to? Uh, I went to a college called it's, uh, McKendree. It's in Illinois. It's a D2 school. Okay, okay. But And that's funny because uh, I feel the same way that you guys feel. And I went to a little Division three school out in Illinois. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, Monmouth yeah, yeah, College, did. yeah. Oh, I, yeah I, no. I was playing football there. So uh, I got injured, and then I ended up transferring back home. So for me, it's funny hearing your uh, uprising and your background, hearing you're from Illinois, and you're probably used to the cold. That that doesn't affect you or that doesn't phase you. But, um, I mean, everything, like you said, that's going on for you, um, all the good, I mean, it sounds like it's meant for you and that um, you've done everything the right way and you've done everything – humbly so like all the success that is coming your way and everything that is going good and right right now uh, I, I can see why yeah bro yeah. but you're uh, continuing on with a, like leading up to your first amateur fight like uh, what kind of led yeah. you into that yeah so um i originally had left college like when i left college i kind of planned on fighting all the pieces kind of fell together on me coming to the may lab moving here was i Kind of already knew of it. It's a place I wanted to go. I knew someone that just went. So kind of worked out. So I knew I just needed to save up money and get there. Once I got here, I didn't really know how good I'd be at fighting or anything. Because I never really, I'd never really fought. I trained some jujitsu. Like I was training jujitsu while I was working a job and just getting ready. So I just started jujitsu. So you never, you never, you never striked before. You never did boxing, none. kickboxing, none of that. So I got here. And like I got my ass beat. Like day one, sparring day, just got murked. Like, you know, going into um, whatever fighting you were doing, uh, did you think that your wrestling experience would help you? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, learning at first, did it help you any? Yeah, so, like, there was... The only way I could survive originally in the room was just take people down and just hold. Just with everything I could, just hold so I just didn't get beat up. Like, But on Wednesdays, we do kickboxing. So, like, for weeks and months, it was just getting beat up every single Wednesday. I would just get beat up bad. But you just keep putting in the work and start getting more comfortable. More time passes. You're just more and more comfortable. And then, and then eventually, you're just like, you're able to hang your swimming with the sharks. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Would your yeah. shins or your feet or anything ever get sore uh, yeah. during doing your kickboxing training? Yeah, especially in the beginning because I'd never done any striking. So, like... Like everything just felt even weird striking with like my hands. Like even after hit, wrapping my hands, I just hit in the bag. My hands would hurt. Uh, probably didn't have like real good technique on my punches or anything either. Where it's just kind of like maybe not hitting where I need to punch. But so kind of like the way way it works. Like at the lab is like you get on the fight team. Once you get to the fight team, um, our coach kind of will kind of tell you when you're ready. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're not just gonna throw you yeah. out there if, if they don't think you're ready. Yeah. For- so when I had probably hundreds of rounds in the room already before I even got in the cage. So I had helped guys that are in the UFC. I fought like really high level guys in the room. So it like I was pretty confident going into the first fight. Um, when I got out there, um, it was it was cool just to experience like the walkout, the thing, the things that you don't get experience like other than just like fighting the walk. Um, when you're your songs playing and they're putting the vaseline on your face you're about to step in like it's a special feeling for yeah, sure yeah yeah my first fight i fought here in phoenix uh for rough mma and i finished my kid i was fighting in like a minute but your submission yeah yeah yeah, submission. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. what'd you uh submit him with 
We're naked. Oh, I yeah? just took him down and got his back and just was it for, over in the first round or what? Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. I feel like <laughs> like from what I like from what I hear and what I see, like I feel like it's those rounds like at your gym that mm-hmm. that's like what um, kind of makes you the most or like gets you prepared the most is like you said fighting like more experienced fighters and stuff like that. Is that yeah. is that kind of like would you agree with that for the most part? Yeah. What what I would say like um here here's kind of like my best description I could say for like um. Here's like how I could like relate it to you guys. Like, you know how sometimes when you're lifting or like you're just working out, some days it just kind of gets monotonous because you're doing the same thing. Like, it's almost over and over. It's repetitive. Um, but that's also what like makes you great at something is just like the same repetitive thing, like doing the same thing every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what I'll say with where competing does come into play, like where I think fe- like competing gets you so much feedback and you can grow so much more when you compete is the fact that like I just I just uh competed this past weekend I had a fight uh I don't know if you guys have ever done like like any psychedelics or like like mushrooms or something yeah you know it kind of like resets you like it gives you like this like newfound like excitement you have like this huge high and then it kind of like resets you yeah kind of and you kind of get reset like the monotony breaks from competition so after the fight's over there's like this wave and then you're like back to regular life and it's kind of like you you have this like weird excitement to get better because you realize where your where your flaws are and stuff and it's it's just it's honestly really cool so yeah that's fire bro um so you just had a you just had a recent fight this past week i was trying to watch it i couldn't figure out how to watch it but um so how many fights have you had again three this is just my second one oh, okay so yeah. this is your second one how was your uh, latest fight so i was fighting a pretty tough kid he's a, i think he was the number one ranked kid in vegas he was pretty good it's three and zero. He had three finishes going into the fight. Um, I went out there first round. I just like kind of mauled him. I just took him down, and I was kind of beating the brakes off him. I just did mount, just beating him up. And amateur, the rounds are only three minutes, so they're not five minutes like pros. They're yeah, only three, so yeah. it's a little shorter of a fight. So I kind of kill him in the first, and uh, we're going in the second. I'm feeling good. I'm not tired at all. My coaches come in. They're giving me water, you know, and. Uh, like, hey, this is like this round. He's done. He's broke. He's already like, he's already looking sorry for himself in the corner. And I come out. We start striking, kind of moving. I'm starting to feel him out. I shoot. I'm getting deep on a takedown again. About to finish. I just make one mistake. I reach down grab, to grab his leg, and he camores me. It's like for you to grab your arm. He flips me through, and I'm just in an arm bar. And I'm like, just thinking, fuck, yeah, fuck. I was just this whole fight was in my hands, and I'm I might lose now. Yeah, I step over, I start getting out, I get stuck. I'm stuck for like a minute and a half, of like of just like I'm not in danger, but I'm kind of stuck and I can't move. Finally, I get out. I kind of beat him up the rest of the round. My coach comes in, he's like, "You're gonna lose the round." Of, like, they're only three minutes. You don't have Is there a lot three of three rounds. Is it three yeah. rounds or five rounds? It's just three. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Do you guys fight by weight class? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. I, I know I gotta win the last round now because I'm like I might have just lost that round. It was kind of a swing round. So this is do or die. The last rounds. Yeah, this is it pretty much. So I go out and I just I took him down. End up I end up kind of controlling him just the third round. End up getting the fight, but it was a tough fight. Like for amateur, it's really it really is hard to get a fight. This is my only my second fight because the past six months I couldn't get an opponent. I've had three opponents pull out. Really, it's and like I said, he was three and zero, three finishes. Like they're. Those are the only really type of guys you're going to really fight once you get a few wins or you're from the MMA lab, you're from a big gym. It's kind of hard to get fights in the amateurs. Why is that? I think 
I think in fighting, there's like this weird like stigma, like losing, like people don't want to lose. So they just don't take fights that they think they may lose. Right. And especially if you're coming from a big gym, that's well known. Yeah. Like, they might not want to take that fight, especially as an amateur. I'm yeah. sure. Cause it's like, if you lose, get a couple losses as an amateur, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it might hurt your chances at like, but anyways, bro, like, so yeah, you won, you won your second fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, bro. What do you have? Uh, do you have anything like any anything scheduled for like in the future? Or what are your plans for the future? I'm hoping to fight again in like May, maybe. There's there's a few things I want to do this year. There's like um, I'm mostly a grappler. I love really love I love grappling. I love fighting. I love grappling. There's like the ADCC trial at the end of the year, which is I think I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it's a big jujitsu tournament. It's like qualifies you to basically like it's basically like a world championship. But it's a qualifier for it. So. Um, I plan on doing that. And then this year, at the end of the year, I plan on going pro. So maybe one more amateur fight, then pro. Like, kind of see what what the – we'll kind of see how it goes. If I could fight again here in a couple months, it would be nice. I'd say the hardest thing is just, like, it could be even just weight cuts because there's really a mental toll. Like, like I said, I had three pullouts. I had a guy pull out on me in December, January, and then again in February. So that's three times back-to-back. I was cutting weight for weeks on end. Damn. And – I mean, they're tough. Like, I cut from 155 to 135. It's not It's not really easy, you know? It, for your cutting, like, is, it, is a lot of it diet? Like, you just restrict your calories, like, for the most part? or So, it's actually kind of weird because, like, up until – so, I, I'll basically die at 10. So, I'll get down to from 155. I'll have, like, maybe, like, 9% body fat at 155. I'll get down to 145. And when I get to 45, I'm really lean. So – once I get to 45, it's just water manipulation. Right. So I'll try to get to 45, like, a couple days before. Like, honestly, like, the five weeks of camp, um, I don't focus too much on my weight. I just focus on getting better, being in shape. Once I get to about two weeks out, I'm going to kind of think about it a little more. And then fight weeks, really, when I'm going to start the cut. But I'm going to try to get to, like, 45, like, two days before weigh And then that last 10 pounds is going to be just water. Yeah. It's like cutting your sodium, your carbs, and your You do a lot of sauna, fiber. sauna work or yeah, hot tubs and sauna for the most part? Yeah, it's basically how you get the last Super tub. How, how, how many minutes do you usually do in the sauna? Like, Do you have like a routine as far as like sauna work? And like, do you go five minutes in, five minutes out? Or how do you usually do the sauna? Uh, I like to do 20 in and then five out, 20 in. But the... The only thing that, like, if you if you mess up at all, sometimes on the, the diet, like, this this past camp, like, I had a really bad weight cut because I must just have done something wrong. I thought I was doing the right things, but I must have miscalculated somewhere because I had a lot of trouble getting my last few pounds off. I was, like, two over for, like, two hours and doing sauna work for two hours to even get the weight off. Damn. It just, things went bad, like, and, and fighting, like, you got to be ready for things to go bad because... Honestly, it's just not. It's not a. It's not like a smooth sea when it comes to fighting. Just yeah, I'm things, sure, bro. Yeah, things go wrong all the time, and you got to be ready to just adapt and and roll the punches. Like, and even refueling, because like you have to refuel right. If you don't refuel right, you're like you're banking on having a shitty performance because you didn't do the right things to even rehydrate right. Mm-hmm. If you don't do things, because when you've been dieting like this for weeks, you want to just grab a bag of Oreos and a bunch of donuts and you just want to stuff your face. Yeah, but you can't do that. Like. You still need to get enough calories in, though. At the same time, you need to get a lot of carbs in, but you need to try to do it the right way. It's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, because you're training hard too. So, like, man, how, how does I have a question? How does the process work of like going go, trying trying to go pro? Like, how many is there a certain amount of fights you usually need to have, or a certain amount of wins, or like 
How does that kind of work? So you could actually go pro anytime. Okay. You don't even have to have an amateur fight. You could go pro off the rip if you want to. But um, just going pro, like, you don't necessarily even have to be that good to go pro. Like, there's – it really varies. Like, there's some pros that are not very good, and then there's the top of the world. Like, it's kind of on you when to do it. But the pro fights matter because you want to get to a league where you're making money. Because if you're not making good money, you know, you're kind of fighting free and you're losing out on you're, – you're kind of like – you're spending a lot of time on something with little return. Right. So you want to just get wins. You want to make highlight reels. You want to be exciting and you're – it's kind of like boxing, like how they build you up. You kind of want to build yourself up and then test yourself when you need to, get to the big leagues, and then start making your money. Yeah, bro. Like uh, you got to be kind of smart about, like you said, the fights that you take, the opportunities that you take, and like capitalizing on your time. You know what I mean? Because it's like you said, bro, it's a high-risk sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's basketball where you can – you know, you have 10 years, 15 years to play. It's like – you know, yeah. you have your, you know, your opportunities that you got to capitalize on. But what I was going to ask real quick is, do, are you able to like watch any sort of like game film or um, any like highlights of the fighters that you're going up against, like before the match that you're going to be fighting in? Or um, how does your matches kind of get set up and how do you prepare based on how, how your matchups are set That's up? That's a good question. So usually it'd be like... Uh, so like say I have a manager or even my coach may tell me, hey, like these are like – sometimes a lot of times it's honestly just a name. At amateur, I'll just get a name sent to me. You want this fight? I'll get the kid's name. I'll look him up. It's yes or no. For me, um, it's not really my job to say yes or no because I'm a fighter at heart and I'll say yes to anyone. So I'll fight the baddest dude in the world. I'll fight King Kong. I don't really care. <laughs> but – that's like your own ego, you know? So you you got to take a step back and just present to your coaches, let him decide. They're, they got your best interest at heart, so I just let my coach decide. Um, at this level, it's always yes. It's ne- it's never been a no, but in the pros, you know, it changes because style matchups and just not the right timing. Why fight this guy that's a killer when you could fight him in two years and actually make some money fighting him right. kind of thing. So, um but like right now, like I said, I would, you don't make any money as an amateur, so it, it doesn't really matter. You just can. It's about the experience. So, um, I get a name, I just say yes most of the time. I, but like I said, it's presented to my coaches, then we accept. Um, at the lab, there's so many fights going on like every weekend. Like this weekend, we have Benson Henderson's fighting for the Bellator Championship, former UFC champ. He's fighting for the Bellator you guys title. Had, uh, what's his name? The Gorilla, the Gorilla Killer, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 He fought Israel Adesanya. Yeah, like, I watched that, yeah. There's big fights all the time. I got uh, two te- two other teammates. Uh, there's a, a guy named Coyote. He's fighting in Kambase, which is a tough league in Miami. And then there's another guy fighting in the UFC, Mario Batista, like killer 135-er for our gym too. So there's always fights. So for Coach to really like – sit there and like look at your opponent when you're an amateur it's just like it's not really conducive to like what's going on because they might even pull out like they might pull out you might have someone else when you show up so it doesn't really at that level it doesn't make a lot of sense but if you're like the killer gorilla and you know you're like you're fighting these big fights then it's a lot more studying a lot more like your own training might be more studying your opponent and stuff like that 
for me, I maybe watched my guy fight like one one time before I really got in, in there. So you're pretty much going in there blind, just like ready to fight. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So for me, like I've, I've never really been too big into studying people anyways. I kind of like to know what they do a little bit. I'll watch maybe a couple fights or something because I'd like to know uh, some tendencies, like what they like to do. But then uh, I kind of see their tendencies, but I don't want to focus on them too much. So I just like to focus on what I do good. I just want to be aware of what they do. Yeah, no, kind of. So, uh, I was also gonna ask, what are um, some of the things that you utilize um, the most, like when you're fighting uh, in your matches, and um, w- like why do these moves work whenever you are fighting your opponent? Yeah, so I I feel like when it comes to like moves that work for anyone, I feel like you kind of have these things that just naturally work, like. Say you guys start doing jiu-jitsu tomorrow and you guys train for six weeks. You might have a really good triangle. You're tall, lanky. It just, it's just a move that works for you. And then that might not be your move. You might just have the worst triangles, but maybe you're really good at straight ankle locks. And that's just your move. We kind of like tend to just go toward where we're good for our moves. Like it does, I don't even necessarily mean like that you drill it so much. Because drilling is going to be a big part, like what you're drilling but sometimes we just like are like we're like apt to do things. We're just kind of naturally good at certain movements or whatever. It's just like unique to you, pretty much. It's kinda, yeah, it seems like what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like some things you just pick up better than other things, and and then I think a lot of it is just when you're going live or you're sparring, what you're finding success with is just kind of becomes your style. Mm-hmm. I don't find success with this, and you can always try to break away and do other things. But whenever whenever you get in a firefight. And it's that life or death feel. You almost always revert back to what's natural, kind of. Yeah, yeah. you revert back to what's natural, <laughs> what you're comfortable doing. Oh, uh, so when it comes to sparring, bro, like, how would you describe sparring? Like, um, for somebody who's never sparred before, like, how do you kind of take sparring? Do you have like strategies with it? Is there certain? Is there different ways that you spar? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, talk about sparring, bro, because I've heard from other people that that's like huge. The sparring, you know, yeah. I mean, that's where you get a lot of your experience from. So, yeah. So, um. At the May Lab, we do a really good job, like with with how we spar. So usually, how we set it up is like so. In the there, we have a like a octagon. Mm-hmm. So in the octagon, there's cage rounds, which are coach will put your name on everyone that's fighting, everyone that has a fight coming up. Their names on like a sheet. So like, say you're fighting. So Cade's fighting, Josh is fighting. Okay, you guys have fights coming up. Name underlined. Okay, well. Ezra is going to be your partner for your cage round, help you get ready. Like, and so the names go like that. When you step in the cage, it's not life or death, but I mean, it's a fight pace. You're going in there. You're not trying to hurt each other, but it can happen accidentally. Like you're in there to get ready for the fight, right? So I'll do whatever I need to do to help you get ready for your fight. And there's, you don't take it easy on anyone in the cage. It's, it's just hard sparring. Yeah. You're in there and you're, you're fighting. So that's how the cage rounds work on the outside. So outside the cage is the mats and everything. And you've been to them, like you kind of see how it's set up yeah. in that, that room. So outside of the cage, it's flow sparring. So we're, we're getting better. Like you're out there, you just keep switching partners. Every time the bell rings, you're just kind of like, there's a five minute timer. Cause each round going, you just go off those round times and you should just switch partners so like maybe we flow spar around we're not trying to kill each other we're not trying to take each other's head off we're just kind of play sparring 
to a, a pace of, of like we're not going super slow like it's still fast but it's super light and like low impact a lot of it is probably timing huh like getting that like, yeah. timing down and that exactly that flow like like you said mm-hmm. is there uh what, what other training do you do do you do anything like training wise outside of like actually fighting like do you lift do you run do you do anything like that yeah so um usually like two days a week i lift weights so two days of the week i like i find sessions to like lift weights I I just think that like with MMA it's a little different than any other sport because say we're playing football we could do sports practice and we can do when we can lift weights we could do like every day mm-hmm. with MMA I just feel like there's so much there's so much to unpack there's like it's not even just two sessions a day a lot of times it's like maybe a Monday morning you lift weights and then you do striking in the afternoon but then Tuesday you're doing your jujitsu and then you do your boxing and then at night you're doing your wrestling and then say wednesday a sparring day so you lift weights in the morning and then you do sparring in the afternoon and then there's always like multiple sessions just because there's so much to learn jujitsu itself is like it's like a never-ending puzzle like there's just so much like you could drill forever you could find any position to work it's crazy and wrestling's the same way and striking is the same way so to just have to do all that i feel like you really got to make time for your skills training but you need to be in shape and you need to be strong. So yeah. you also need to be like working your fitness and it just it's really a lot of boxes to check. Is yeah. Just um, kind of how it is. Do you have a, like a trainer or something like that? Do you have somebody who like works with you or in, like plans your um, your training sessions or is it just all like whatever you want to do pretty much? So weightlifting wise, uh, we have a we have a strength coach at the lab and uh, I just do his workouts most of the time. Sometimes there's certain people I like to follow like on Instagram and stuff that are like uh, MMA strength coaches and stuff. So maybe I do workouts from them and stuff time to time. But um, that's more kind of how I do it. Well, as far as like your um, like your, uh, your fighting, like uh, your jiu-jitsu, your kickboxing, like all of that, is there like somebody who tells you like today you have this, today you have that, or is it just whatever you want to do, whatever you want to train that day? Yes. Yeah, so for, for the fight team – there's days like so there's one fight team session a day and this is like all that's like mandatory for the fight team is you need to be at fight team practice and that's like striking then it's wrestling and then sparring and then it's wrestling and then it's a day off and then sparring Mm. so that's what's set in stone everything else you can puzzle around you can piece up whatever Whatever character you want to be in this game, yeah. you create. So however you want to dump your own stats, I'd say you just put your time in where you want your stats. Yeah, I like to I like to kind of try to stay balanced. Like I said, I'm more of a grappler. I've wrestled forever, and I kind of like I kind of like uh, just am kind of natural toward jujitsu. I that's like, kind of like more your game. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that makes sense. But like I don't neglect striking at all. I'm like I do a lot of striking. Basically, I try to just do. Like, I try to do 10 to 12 sessions a week. Maybe two of them are strength and conditioning. And then outside that, um, I try to do my jujitsu and my striking is about the same. And then wrestling, I just do a team practice. But that's kind of what I keep it at. That's dope, bro. Um, do you ever spar against uh, anyone who weighs way more than you? And uh, how do you work on your defense, I guess? Uh, with people that weigh way more than you? Only on the outside, I'd say. Never in the cage are you going to get him with someone's, like, like I'm never going to spar the killer gorilla. Yeah. In a real setting. On the outside, I'll go with them where kind of playing or, like, 
there's like girls I'll go with that are way smaller than me and spar with them and um but it's more play but when you're like doing getting ready for your fight we try to keep people about the same weight like so i'm a 135er the other 135ers normally who i'm sparring at most it'd be a 45er or at least it'd be a 25er so just within one of each other that makes sense yeah you don't want to like risk getting hurt or yeah type type shit but how was uh, i have a question like how was like fighting and like all your training and stuff how was that like impacted or affected like your regular life outside of it you know what i'm saying like like talk a little bit about that like yeah i'm sure it's probably like really changed your mindset and just like when you're walking down the street you know like how does it how has it like affected you in your personal life you know what i mean for the good or for the bad like just in general um i think it does it does uh fuck with your ego a little bit it but in both ways so like maybe i have a good day and i'm like i'm the fucking man yeah. No one can fuck with me. But I, I try not to ever think like that. But, like, subconsciously, you are like that sometimes. And then sometimes you have a bad day, and there's some dude at QT, and you're like, I don't even know if I could take him right now. He might <laughs> he might have me. You just yeah. have, like, the like there's so much up and downs, like, a training and stuff. Like, it really is super humbling. But, like, as far as my personal life, I'd say um, I feel like it's made me a way better person in the way like i just feel like i take on way more responsibility now like just for like my own actions and and things like that because i feel like i've now hold myself to a higher standard than i ever have Mm. just because you know if you don't want to like you know people deal with anxiety depression all these things you have to work to not feel those things like i feel like absolutely absolutely. you got to work to not feel those ways like that's kind of like the default state yeah, almost and i, I kind of exactly. experienced that in my own life like for sure bro yeah. yeah and once you're grinding you're doing all the right things and you really feel like purpose with your life like you just have to like once you're doing that anymore it's like you just hold yourself to a higher standard so like now the things that were like old habits or old whatever that you had that you didn't like about yourself they're not even on like the playing board anymore i can i can kind of relate to that with just like fitness and stuff bro like for me when i'm like if i go like a day or two without working out or without eating right i'm just like i feel like such such a piece of shit bro you know what i mean and like yeah bro like it's just things like that become just a part of your life and just becomes part of like your identity almost so yeah bro that's that's really dope to hear man it's it's really cool to hear is there anything in particular like you uh you want to improve on as, as far as like fighting goes like is there anything in particular like you really want to improve on like going forward as like as you're trying to go pro yeah i, I feel like uh every day is just like getting better honing in on your skills because there's never going to come a day like where you know everything mm-hmm. you're never going to know everything and like it's even like that with like fitness right like like right now you might feel like you know a bunch well, think about it a year ago when you thought you knew a bunch and then you find out now you didn't really know a bunch mm-hmm. and then a year from now you're gonna look back at yourself like it's always like a progressing thing there's always like new information and 100 it's always, always better evolving. at something fighting's kind of like the vehicle that's taught you that i, w- I would assume and yeah that's that's really dope man it's- that's kind of how uh what i was referring to earlier about like defense and uh asking how do you train uh in your defense um, just because I know with jujitsu, there's so many different ways that you can attack and uh, like go about fighting someone. So um, I understand that there's like many different ways that you got to train to defend yourself against uh, whatever offense uh, they're coming at you with. So um, could you pro- maybe explain a little bit of the uh, defense techniques that you work on? 
Yeah, so I feel like defensively, and this is kind of what I, what I feel like it's almost how you learn defense is when you go with someone better than you and they're kind of beating you up, you kind of just learn defense through getting beat up. And you also, you get defense. Straight up. That's a good analogy for life. It, it, it's yeah. experience when it comes down to it. And and you get defense even like when you start realizing what's working and then if someone starts defending what's working on you, you kind of realize what defends, like what defends the move you're trying. So like if someone's like, if something's working for you, but then someone's make adjustments, you kind of realize what they're doing. And then you can take their defense. Like there's certain, like whether you're winning or losing, you can kind of get defense. But I think mostly like when I go with some of the better guys and they're just kind of beating me up, I, I start to work on my defense. It's almost like that time is like, cause you, you don't want to overextend and get countered, whatever. So you kind of work on your defense. Right? Oh, it's more of a defensive round, mm-hmm. but you learn how to survive. And that's, that's an important thing. Because there might come a time when you're tired and you you might have all the rounds locked up and you just got to survive. Mm. And you got to have good defense. We were talking a little bit about this before I started the um, the podcast, but talk a little bit about like the people who you who you're surrounded with, like in like the community you're surrounded with, like as far as like fighting and like ha- has that like affected you and um, like positively? Like, do you have like a lot of people who you know and like a community now that's like you know I'm, I'm sure it's that's probably yeah. the case. Talk a yeah. little bit about that. So. I'd say like at, at the at the lab, it really is like a family environment, and I think a lot of gyms they don't really nail the head on this one. It's an individual sport, and I think a lot of people are kind of shady in the fight game. There's a lot of there's a lot of like shadiness and stuff because it, it is a selfish game. But I think at the lab, we really are like family oriented, and everyone really is rooting for each other. And that's dope, man. We really try to help each other. Um, a lot of the people around me, like there's Bryce Meredith. He was a uh, two-time NCAA finalist wrestler. He fights in Bellator. Sean O'Malley. I think everyone kind of knows him. Mm-hmm. He's a superstar. Kyler Phillips. He's in the UFC. Like super sick. Most talent. One of the most talented guy I've ever trained with. Clay Carpenter, killer in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even want to keep going. There's yeah, there's too yeah. much. I'm just saying big that names crazy. in in yeah. that list right there. But there's so many guys coming up that everyone's gonna know their name here in a few years. Like yeah. there's there's a it's a loaded gun at the lab. There's like do a it's lot of gonna those, be like, going. top guys like do they like spit a lot of game to you? Like do they um, try to mentor you at all? And like yeah, so I feel like the at the lab like there is like a big brother feel with the older guys, and it's. It's kind of like cool because the people that guided them to where they are are like the older guys that most of them have like just retired, but they had good careers and they're like they're just getting out of the game. And then now these guys are all in the UFC and they're doing well, and then they're kind of bringing up us younger guys. And it's cool, you know, because like I kind of see how to how to be when the younger guys come up after me, and just what to give back to the game. Yeah, I have a question to kind of tie off of that, um, like. What, what advice would you give to somebody like just if you could give like a piece or two of advice to somebody who wants to like get into jujitsu, kickboxing like wrestling whatever it is like what's like a couple big pieces of advice that you would give them to like if they want to start training and stuff yeah so uh one thing i'd say and this is like you said this a second ago like you said uh martial arts is like your vehicle yeah, right yeah yeah and i actually like you said that because my coach said this to me the other day 
who said uh like we're not fighters it's not like it's not all we are like mm. he's saying that's just our vehicle yeah he's like what well, like what our goal is to be great we just want to be great yeah and if fighting's the vehicle that turns you into a great person turns you into like all these great things and it's like it's what's pushing you to become who you are meant to be um that's that's kind of what i'd say like when it comes to whenever you're getting into something like if it's fighting or it's whatever like i say try everything like you'll know you'll just know like if it's for you you'll know even if you just enjoy it and you're not even good it doesn't matter like and if you enjoy it keep doing it so (laughs) it's i say like if you want to get into it show up to a gym you know hopefully you're at a good gym and there's good people around you and you enjoy you enjoy getting better and you'll know if fighting's your vehicle you'll know you'll find out quick like if martial arts your vehicle like you said for you guys fitness is your vehicle whatever your vehicle is like you'll find it you just keep trying new things and whatever your interests are like keep doing them and you'll you'll know you'll just figure out what what your vehicle is that's fire bro that's some Fire advice. Right? Hey, it, it's that's why I was laughing earlier because uh, that's something that we've talked about on previous podcasts, um, and it's like you've hit it right on the nail with uh, what we were talking about. Um, oh, I just forgot the question I was about to ask him real quick. So um, if you want to ask him something, I'll, I'm gonna remember the question I was gonna ask him. You're good, bro. Um, so you've been out, you've been out in AZ for about a year now. You said. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy, bro. Um, how was the? I think I already asked you about the transition out here, but um, do you have any like plans for the future outside of fighting, or is this like, are you just locked in on, on fighting right now? I so, feel like you kind of have to be like, if you're gonna fight, like you kind of have to be locked in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say there's definitely no like plan B. Like for me, I'm, there's no other. I'm not thinking about anything else. It's mm-hmm. like it's all I'm. It's all I'm in for right now. But I guess I've I've thought like about after what i want to do after it's so far away right now like it's not even really worth thinking about but i remember i was i was in sedona and i was tripping pretty good and i'm just like kicking back on the rocks we might need to talk a little bit about that yeah if you're down but I'm yeah down, keep, going, down. keep going i was like tripping like i'm just laying back on the rocks just visualizing and you know you can like really get vivid with your like your internal you know yeah and i just was like picturing myself like running this little jujitsu like academy I don't even know where I was. Maybe it was like Costa Rica or like somewhere in California was kind of what I was visualizing. But I was on like out on a beach and I was like surfing and I don't even know how to surf, but I was like surfing and I was teaching in this jiu-jitsu school. And I was like visualizing like myself in the future and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, and ever dope. since that, I was like, that might be what I do that'd after I'm done. Tra- uh, coach and like have your own gym. That'd be, yeah. That'd be super fire. Yeah. I, man, I want to start. I want to do something like that with like fitness, bro. I have like a like a weightlifting gym or yeah. something like that that'd be that'd be super dope but uh but yeah so have you like you done like mushrooms and stuff like that before yeah 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 i have a little bit too bro how has that affected your mindset like as far as fighting like does it does it help a little bit like kind of reset you or like like or you were talking a little bit about the ego like how has that like affected you bro or your experience yeah. with with mushrooms because i i've had a little bit of experience with it it's 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 fucking amazing bro it's honestly. powerful yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh it's not even like i don't necessarily like i'm not advocating for people to do anything like that but like it's not even like i don't even look at it like a drug bro i look at it like like a medicine bro like just a way to reset like the way i would describe it because i've had a little bit of experience with it is like imagine like all these wires on your brain from just like other people society television music all these like wires like 
stuck on your brain just from outside sources. Like the way I would describe it is like all that just getting stripped off, kind of being like re- like a total reset and just being like so clear, so focused. Like that's kind of how I would describe yeah. it. But yeah, it brings you back to like like a raw form. Just it's yeah, nice. just like almost like how you were as a child, almost like type yeah. shit. It helps people with depression, and um, it's something that I'm pretty sure tribes have used uh, like for a long, long, long time. Yeah, they, I think that I've heard people say like that's how like religion started, bro. It's like yeah, sure is. tripping on yeah. like mushrooms and stuff. But but yeah, man. I mean, that's that, I don't have anything else planned for today's podcast. You got any any final thoughts, Josh? Anything um, anything else you want to ask Ezra while he's here? I don't want to hold you too long, bro. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Um, do you think it's important for people to know how to defend themselves? Because I know you were talking about earlier. That's a great question. Um, it, you don't have to try jujitsu. You don't have to try. Um, to learn martial arts or to know if it's for you or not but um would you say it's important to at least know how to defend yourself okay so that's that's a good question i think personally it it'd be really smart too yeah in today's day and age a lot of people carry guns there's like you don't necessarily even need to completely know how to defend yourself just because the world's a little different but uh Maybe I'm old school. I just feel like the best way sometimes to solve problems is just just to scrap it out. Because really, you really do respect someone after you fight. It's like almost like all beefs just dropped. It's like you settled it. Yeah. And then even even not even to do with that, like if someone breaks in your house and, you know, everyone always like, oh, I'd shoot someone. But what if, what if you know. You, you don't want to rely yeah. on that, bro. Yeah. What if it's, they're already there. You just, you got to fight. Like. Like one day you're gonna be a dad, you're gonna be a husband. Like you gotta be the protector of the house. Like I facts, feel like facts. you gotta you gotta have like you gotta have that dog in you. You yeah, know, facts. And I think there's multiple like just how like you're pretty jacked. Okay, <laughs> not a lot of people want to fight you if you're already big. Like it already kind of just stops people from wanting to fight. That's almost one way that kind of just like if people look at me, I'm pretty scrawny. I don't really look like very intimidating. So like. I'd rather, I'm more I'd likely rather, to be I'd rather, in a fight. I'd rather have that, though. You can't judge a book by its cover, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more likely to get in a fight, you know, but... Uh, I feel like you can also tell, too, like, like even just, like, we just met, but, like, even if... <laughs> like, I would already know you could fight, you know what Bruh. I'm saying? Like, it's, I feel like you just know off the top. Like, you know how, by the way someone talks, by the way they walk. Like, bro, it, I know I wouldn't put myself <laughs> in that situation, bro. Yeah. And it's funny, bro, because, like, when it comes down to fighting, it's like... Um, you're either prepared for the moment, like you're not scared of it, or you're you're gonna shun away from it, and you and yeah. you are scared. Um, so it's like someone like you, you've prepared yourself, you've been in those situations um, way more than the average Joe, and uh, it's like somebody really wouldn't want to pick no fight with you, uh, <laughs> just based on uh, the experience you've had fighting and uh all the training that you've had and also yeah. too bro like uh you kind of alluded to this earlier but like you also have the ability to like help other people and like like you kind of said protect other people who be a may, leader may, maybe like don't have the ability to fight or don't have like yeah you know maybe they're small or whatever the case is you know or like a girl or something like that so yeah I, I, bro like even just talking to you today bro like i feel like i have to like i have to dedicate myself at least like part of my life to starting to starting to train bro and like get into it bro because i think it's just it's dope, bro. All around, yeah. like not even just, not even to like compete or anything like that, but just like we were talking about just now, like knowing how to defend yourself and like really and how know, to attack. Really knowing how to you, defend you, yourself. You can't you know? teach someone unless you yourself 
know how to defend and how to attack someone. And so. that's kind of what we talk about on this podcast, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot about just like trying to trying to get better, bro. We talk about yeah. our journeys, bro, and uh, that's something I'm I'm really looking forward to is like bringing more people on like you who can like talk about you know what you've been through because like I'm, I don't have the same experience as you, you know what I'm saying? So I can't really um, I can't really articulate some of the stuff you can, you know what I mean, as far as, like, jujitsu and wrestling and um, being really skilled in, in that kind of uh, way. So I appreciate you ha- uh, coming on here, bro. It was, it was really dope talking to you, and, uh, you know, I hope we can, uh, you know, we'll get together another time, bro. It's, yeah. it's really, really dope talking to you, man. One more quick question before we get out of here, Ezra. I was going to ask you, um, have you already imagined your ceiling yet? Or um, Great question. It, is it kind of like something that day by day you're, you're almost – it's like – there's a no quit mentality and you're almost seeing how far you can go with this yeah like i would say i don't put a ceiling on myself at all like i'm like uh i'm a big believer in god and i really think that like i'll cap off wherever he was supposed to cap me off at right so amen (laughs) if it's meant to be it's meant to be I hold I hold like a responsibility of like not even not even just potential. I think I really do have a lot of potential and I could be really good. But uh I also like I think that just thinking you're re- like I don't I don't sit here and like try to go into the gym and be like I want this kind of like a law of attraction thing. Like I already just act like I am where Hell I yeah. want to be. I want to yeah. act like I already am a champion, carry myself like I am the champ. But and then keep working like I'm not though. Keep working like 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 I need to keep working, you know. But there's a responsibility like of just like just like how you guys said even like with fitness like there's there's responsibility like there's people that wish they could do what we get to do. There's people that can't even walk, you know. They're handicapped and they wish they could just take another step. Yeah, humbles you. You know. So like I have the opportunity to chase my dreams and a lot of people from my hometown you know they wanted to do they wanted to do other things and they're back home and they're not able to do those things for whatever reason there's people that just like i feel like i put it on my back that like for the people that don't get to i want to like try to like i want to chase my dreams for people that don't get to chase, chase theirs that's amazing bro i feel that man that's amazing man we'll we'll go ahead and leave it off right there bro that was that was fire bro you're uh I really wish you the best of luck, bro, and uh, hopefully this gave you, like, some experience, bro, if you ever do another podcast with somebody else, bro. I think uh, you got a lot to offer outside of just outside of just fighting, bro. I think, you know, after getting to talk with you just now, like, you're really dope, bro. I'm super glad I had you on, man. I think uh, I look forward to, like, watching your next fight, man. Uh, definitely keep me in the loop when your next fight is. Um, I look forward to it, bro, and I wish you the yeah. best of luck, bro. So. Thank you, thank you for being on the podcast with us today, Ezra. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing all the success in your future, man. Uh, it's going to be real exciting to see uh, what, what you got to offer, man, because uh, I know your mindset, your mentality is different than most of the guys out there who is uh, probably chasing a similar dream or uh something along the lines of what you're doing right now i I can definitely tell that your mindset and where you're trying to get is different than what most guys are out there doing right now all right y'all that's gonna be it man episode 25 ezra elliott i appreciate you bro Uh, much love to everybody who's tuning in man peace out god bless you keep it real climbing up the hill trying to get a deal trying to get a meal hungry on the beat hungry so i eat and i don't know the feet i only know the heat i only know the grind i only know the sweet yo
y'all miss sweat. I only know the best. S up on my chest. I only know the reps. I only know what's next. Nothing more, nothing less.